you ain't growing, you ain't living. God, I don't wanna be so rich that I forget about you. I don't wanna be so poor that I have to take ever again. Heal my broken world. I'm man, I couldn't stand to see the struggles we was going through. Uh-uh, all is what I feel, my broken wings. Every night I had to pray to see a better day to take me from this pain. I'm trying to elevate, heal these broken wings. Good evening, good evening, good afternoon, good however you want to see it, as long as it is good. This is Pastor Wito, voice in the street, man. Got my whole screen. I'm sorry, my co-host. Speaker Hood in the building, man. How y'all feeling out there, man? Hey, man, listen, we got two lovely young ladies in the house today. You know, anytime we are around ladies, it is an honor and a pleasure. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and we're going to go right into what we're going to talk about. Start from my left or my right. My name is Cassandra Josie, and I am a uh, the founder of Empower Women of Prayer. My name is Dr. Lena Clark, and I'm the founder and CEO of Miracle Mind Global. Well, listen, I've had an opportunity to to, to firsthand work both with work with both of these young ladies. Uh, both of them doing amazing things. Dr. Lena, she's working with the the the, the way the mind, the way the brain operates, and think. And uh, I'm I'm trying to now I'm, I'm trying to get wood on after the show because I'm gonna try to put something together in my brain. They're gonna cause us to get us another million. So <laughs> we we working on the articulation of this brain. And then also had a chance to work with Miss Cassandra, empowering women. She does an awesome job with empower women. One day she had me on her. She had a, a a group meeting. It was like a, a, a different a discussion where they had different women's on there, just talking about different things in their life. And I was so blown because she had all these different women's from all different walks of life, and they was empowering each other. And I think that's what something not trying to, not 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 trying to steal out of her closet, not trying to steal out of her closet. But I just I just feel like men's we need something as well as that. We need something to empower us. But we got a young lady here today. We want to talk about, first of all, we want to talk about this book. And this book is An Amazing Mind. It was published and authored by Dr. Lena Clark. She's going to tell you a little bit about this book. And also we want to talk a little bit about how can we get women more involved in what we got going on with the men. Because uh, Dr. Lena talks about a loss that um, I don't know if she's going to share with you. It is up to her. But she talked about a loss that she had in her life. But it also empowered her. And that's why she's able to talk about suicide, mental illness, and different things that we need to discuss in our community. Dr. Lena, we're going to open the floor up to you. We're going to just kick it off. First thing we want to talk about, we know this is uh, Mental Illness Suicide Month. Can you give us facts on how many, I guess the ratio to facts, of how many of our young people are committing suicide? Well, as I stated earlier in the broadcast, uh, when it comes to suicide, it is at an all-time high right now, especially among our youth. It's over 70% increase, which is a lot. Um, and with our middle-aged men starting at 50 and up, you know, it has risen as well to 40%. And so, you know, what I, uh, as I say that, what I ask people to do is just to pay attention. Many people say, well, I'll never do that. You know, well, we, we don't know. Because again, most people who 
think about suicide, have suicidal ideations. And what suicidal ideation means is having suicidal thoughts. It's the same thing. And so most people have a state of depression. They're depressed because of what's going on in their lives. You know, a lot of people aren't working right now. The economy is 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 really um, at a place where, you know, a lot of people aren't working. And uh, what I tell people is to pay attention to the signs. And families just don't know where they're going to get their next meal from. And so all of that's connected. People go into a state of depression, a state of lockdown, because they don't want to deal with the pain of, of worrying about what's going to happen the next day. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. You know, who wants to worry about how am I going to be able to feed my kids? How am I going to pay my white bill? How am I going to, you know, homeless? How am I going to be able to find somewhere to stay to keep a roof over our head? The homelessness has increased in every city. So again, you're bringing on depression and people from from that, people start masking. They start doing drugs, trying to relieve the pain in any way that they can. So how are they getting the drugs? You know, again, it costs money to get the drugs. So people start doing other things to get drugs. And so again, it's a, it's a snowball effect. Right. You know, and so that's why we've got to talk about this and have a plan of action because it's going to get worse before it gets better. This thing is not going to get it. We, we are living in these days and we have to realize that it's time out for games. It's time to come up with a POA. If you don't have a plan of action within your home, mm-hmm. I suggest you start doing that. I, 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 I want to I share something with you. It just made me think about what you said. Suicide. I, I, I had a I had a guy friend of mine that moved down here from New York, and he moved down here with a young lady. And many young men, we 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 hit it off. Like I met him, we were working in a warehouse at the time, and uh, me and him, it was like my younger years. I was like 18, 19. and uh, me and him, we were talking. You know, we were working, the, we were working the line, and so we changed hours. So it was like I was his, you know, his go-to guy when I seen, you know, me. You know, he was telling me things that were going on in his life. So at one point in his life, the young lady he moved down here with, you know, he left New York to come down here to be with her. Mm-hmm. So when he got the job, he was telling me, he said, bro, he said, I feel like she's cheating on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, you know, as a young man, 18, 19, you know, my my, my advice to him was, bro, leave her. You know what I mean? If you feel like she's cheating, leave her. But not knowing everybody love different. Everybody think different. And everybody handled situations different. Right. And so me telling him leave to leave her, that wasn't good enough. You know what I'm saying? And so one day, one day, it's around about maybe two o'clock in the morning. I get a phone call from him, but I'm in the middle of doing whatever I'm doing. I didn't answer the phone. And so days went by. Days went by. Not realizing he had left me a message mm-hmm. on my phone. And his, 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 his mom, everybody, I went, I went back to work. We were looking for him. He had came to work. I was like, man. So my shot ain't been to work, man. I said, what's going on, man? I said, that, that kind of strange. And when I was calling him, his phone was picking up on the first ring. Lo and behold, some told me just check my voicemail, which I, to this day, I don't check voicemails. You send me a text, then I get your message. Mm-hmm. You send me an email, I get your message. I don't do voicemails. Right. But I checked the voicemail, and the voicemail, he said, he said, man, I needed somebody to talk to. He said, I found out she was cheating on me, man. And all I could hear was, bah! Mm. And I, 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 I dealt, you know, even in ministry, that's why I'm so compassionate when it comes to people. Mm-hmm. Because you never know when, when, when a person is at that 
that breaking point. You, you never know. You know, we it's easy to throw people to the wolves, yeah. but you don't you don't you don't know, you know what I mean, if that sheep been really wounded. So you gotta nurture that sheep back to life. And so when I began, you know what I'm saying, when I, when I reached out to his mom, she 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 was she was kind of she was kind of bitter with me, you know what I'm saying? Because she was like, he tried to reach out to you and you wasn't there for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I, I dealt with it for years because I'm like, okay, I, I realized. If a person really want to do something to themselves, mm -hmm. they're going to do it. They ain't going to call you no way. But my thing is, like you said, when people do call you, it's because they want help. They want to talk. That's why I make myself now pretty much, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm I, deaf somebody called me. I'm probably one of the few preachers that you got my direct number. You know what I'm saying? You can call me direct. You don't have to go through no, no secretary or you ain't got to make no appointment. I go see about the sick. I go see if I show up personally myself. And so when I look at it, when you said people don't know, nobody would have never told me this 22-year-old guy, it, it, it was that bad. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, if we break up with a, with a female, okay, well, it, it's on to the next. Well, we move on. You know what I'm saying? And it never to the point where, man, I love her so much. If I can't, you know what I'm saying? I, I've heard people say, if I can't have her, can't nobody have her. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you know, you be like, it's just blue game. He just... He just talking until it actually happened. When you look at the news, he don't kill him, her, mm -hmm. and the children. You be like, man, no, why did you hear? And so my thing, I guess my question to you, Darlene, is now we identify that is an issue, that is a problem, and there's something else going on. But how do you attack it? How do you address it? How do you say, okay, listen, now something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Even with your situation, because you showed me a picture, and it looked like. If I if, if if they said picture can say a thousand words, mm -hmm. if I seen a picture, I looked at the picture like that's a well a well a well put together family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got it going on. That's that's just from looks, just mm -hmm. from the picture, right? But not knowing, and if I tell people because you see a picture posted on Facebook, mm -hmm. don't mean that's the truth. You see what I'm saying? Because we we you know like like we said we hide behind drugs and alcohol, we hide behind pictures. Right. You know, we we the pictures make it the, seem like the, the family, one. right, right, right. Make it seem like the family is all okay. together, it's all good. Mm -hmm. When really is is at the end, is 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 at the edge of the rope, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. And so that young man that right now, because right, you if you're saying right now, young people everywhere, and, and, and not so much as saying everywhere, but the majority of young people they have crossed their mind, I want to kill myself, I want out of this. How do we get them to the tour from that? How do we say, you know what? Let's not even put that on your mind. Because if it ain't on your mind, it ain't on your radar. If, if you got a gun, now I'm going to tell you something that hurt me so bad. Y'all remember, did y'all just see the news in the last couple of days about the father and his son? Yes. That was very hurting for me. Yeah. And the reason that was very hurting for me because y'all locked his dad up. I, 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 I get what happened is what happened. Right. But it ought to be some kind of clause or some kind of this man. This he's mentally. He don't. He don't need. He, he don't need incarceration. Mm -hmm. Not right now. The, the man's son. Yeah. Is, I got to deal with it. I got to process this. Yeah. I went in this gas station and my son mm -hmm. shot my other son in the head. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you put him in jail. I'm mean, like, and so many y'all had a talk yesterday and again mental. And she said, she said, Pastor, what do you feel about? Abortion. 
and before I said it, but I think it because I'm so used to preachers saying, "Well, it should be no abortion. God, God give life, let God take life." So my 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 output that thinking was, I'm against abortion. Mm -hmm. But she told me she said, "Well, let me ask you a question." She said, "I'm not." I said, "Well, why are you not against abortion?" She said, "Because when I was younger, I was molested by someone in my family. So why should I have a baby?" by somebody that molested me and my family. And I got to look at this baby every single day to remind me of what happened to me was I was a child. I said, wow. And that began to make me look at it different. You know what I'm saying? If you get an abortion, it, it should be a clause. Now, you know, if you're around here, listen, if you're around here having sex and you know having sex, you can get pregnant, then you take all the preventive maintenance that you can do. You know what I'm saying? Sustain if you can't, you know what I'm saying? But if you do, you protection. You know what I'm saying? Go get shots or whatever then we had to come to the point of abortion but if you've been raped you ought to be able to have they're just me thinking outside of the box man you ought to have that you know what i'm saying that will to say i don't want to have this baby and then be held against you you know what i'm saying do y'all agree with that i i do as a woman you should have a choice okay circumstances are different okay. you know yeah what about you well, you know, again, it, it is a choice. You know, we all have a choice in every decision that we make and everything we do. But when it comes to your children, they're innocent. They don't, they don't know. God mm -hmm. may use a situation in order for that child. That might be mm -hmm. the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. That's true. I'm, I'm with you. We don't know how God is going to impregnate a person, a woman, mm -hmm. in order for that child to be who He wants them to be. So that's what I say, you know, because we all go through things. You, you could have been, you know, uh, you could have been impregnated by your husband and didn't want to have sex with him. You know, not saying that you were raped, but, you know, we have to look at it in different ways. You know, and that's what I do, especially when it comes to children who are innocent. Um, but, or, you know, and if you didn't want, you know, like I said, those that are married, they're women that don't want that child because of how they're feeling. They may not express it, but they're not going to get an abortion simply because they feel like, well, that's my husband. Right. You know, and I hope I'm making sense with that. But I always say we never know how God may use a situation to bring a child into this world, especially when he has a calling on that child's life in the mother's womb. Huh? You know, so, I mean, just like, you know, uh, like Jesus, you know, look at how he was, you know, brought up and look at uh, Moses, you know, so we, there are different men in the Bible that we can look at how the mother had them, but then who raised them? How they came into the world was painful, but they went through that process because God had a calling on their life. I, I, I get that too, but I got to kind of slightly disagree just a little bit. And, and, and the reason I say that is because when you when you look at this right here, and I want you to understand this, and in the lad in the broadcast, you said, hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can release hurt is you got, I mean, the only way you can heal from hurt, you got to release hurt. Mm -hmm. So if, if now, I, I can't say what God will and what can he do because he's omnipotent. But my thing is, now, if it's just hard for me to understand it, and he really would have to make me understand it. Now, I know a child is innocent, and I, and I get all of that. But my thing is, if, if just say, for instance, if I'm married to a woman, and she get raped 
in a parking lot. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, I'm don't, not laughing. I'm not laughing. But I know he's going. I'm not laughing at the incident itself. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, I understand where he's going. Right. So my thing is, it, that's not even an open discussion. She can't come home and even say, "Listen, I'm keeping it." Right. <laughs> no, see, but listen, you saying that she can't, but a woman should have it right. Yeah, yeah she can. She can have it right. But guess, listen it, again. It, it, it come with consequences. It, 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 yeah. If, yeah. If, if if you my wife, uh, that's what that's why I started. Right, right. Ahead. You, you don't I, have to be my wife. Like, it's a charge to be my wife. But right. get what? If you my wife, yeah. You can't have this baby. You can't have the baby. Because now, now we both so, gotta live this mental. Mm -hmm. We we both deal with a mental issue because every time I see this baby, and I know this baby ain't mine, and this baby ain't come from you cheating on me. This baby came from you leaving public at 10 o'clock, which you probably shouldn't have been leaving at 10 o'clock, yeah. but somehow, and you got caught up in it. And then me and God gonna have a talk. I need to ask God, God, listen, man, you know, out of all the women you could have allowed in the hell, why you know what I'm saying? Why, why, why mine? You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. Even though, like you were saying, Pastor, okay, it, you, it depends on the level of the person, the maturity level, the spiritual level of the person. Right. Like you just said, you know, I have to pray about it. Yes, she may not have been, you know, uh, uh, willing. Willing or right. she was supposed to be in that area. We don't know. Right. Is that your call? Right. That's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, we don't know because you don't know how God is going to use God is going to use that situation. situation. Mm -hmm. Just think about yourself. You here? What if? What if? What if? What if somebody had done that? To, okay, you're a pastor. Look at you where you are right now today. Exactly. Did anybody give up on you? No, but I think if that was to happen, then I'll be calling you because then I'll be suicidal. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm 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 like because I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. Some trauma you can. You can't deal with on your own. And some trauma you can't. When I lost my little brother, mm -hmm. I was mad with the world. I couldn't get with you, 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 you couldn't. It, 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 it actually, I was mad with my mama. And get what? We never had. I wish I had somebody to talk to back then. I wish I had somebody say, look, young man, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I know you don't understand that him being young as he 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 was, he lost his life. Da, 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 da. I was mad with the world. So what happened was. I became a product of this world I was mad with. I got in the world and didn't care about nothing. nothing. I was like a, a young menace did a lot. That was, that was one of the reasons why I started Our Rich Push too, because I said I wanted to be a part of, of, of trying to rebuild, you know what I'm saying? Even with the mental illness, I wanted to be a part of everything that helped tow down the community because I was a part of that. Because I was mad with the fact that yeah, but my brother was young when he died. You know what I'm saying? My brother lost his life when he was young. So my, my thing is, Mama, no, we, we, we had one of them things, what we just deal with it. Mama had to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Dad had to deal with it. I had to deal with it. So it was like me and my little brother were close. So, you know what I mean? To this day, I got another brother. But it wasn't like me, that brother. You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And, and so it's like when, when I look at life, I look at, I, I tell people all the time, I said the two most traumatic things that ever happened in life. And I've seen a lot of stuff around me. But the two most dramatic things ever happened in life, the loss of my dad and the loss of my brother. Mm -hmm. Two people that I love the most would really would have could have made me just really lose my mind. You know what I'm saying? And so as a little boy, I dealt with this for like years. Even when I went, no, no, nobody, even 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 when I went, when I went down the road, mm -hmm. when I did my love, my vacation for the state, went down the road, came back, I still had all that bottled mm -hmm. up. 
even when I got when I got married, I still had all this ball of luck. You know what I'm saying? So when I seen you write the book and I seen you say, well, you know, I had to deal with I seen all the signs. But I'm saying that's why I said, how do you deal with a person that won't talk about it? Because my thing is, I've been taught so long, men don't show that. Mm -hmm. That side because that's a weak side. Well, you know what I tell people, okay? Yes. You say, what do, what do we do? Um, trauma is real. That's why I tell people, everybody has a story. Everybody has a book. You just told your book, part of your book. Right. Okay? But this is part of healing, journaling, writing. Get it out. That's another form. You know, of, of, of releasing the pain. We spend so much energy and so much time trying to do everything else for everybody, but what are you doing for yourself? Right. You know, reverse that. And you have to take the time out to heal. It doesn't have a time limit on it. doesn't matter how old you are. And this is something that we don't do again. And I will continue to say, as African-Americans, we don't do that because we've been taught not to. We've been not shown how to do it. You know, we talk about the problem, but do we find a solution? Yes. You can talk about this until you leave this, but have you found a solution? Have you been connected? Connect yourself with people that are going in the right path, people who can help you. Okay, figure out what I need to do. Relieve the pain. You carried all that pain inside of you. And guess what? That's why you were angry. Like I said, hurt people hurt people. All that did was grow. It was like it was a wound that was never healed. And so you didn't know how to release it because you were told, well, uh, men are supposed to cry. They're not supposed to talk about their pain. But guess what? You're still human. If 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 I pinch you, you're gonna feel it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. If I step on your toe, you're gonna feel it. You're still human. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference? And again, that's the trick of the enemy because he doesn't want you to talk about your pain. He likes an idle mind. He wants you to go into a, a, a state of recluse where you can't talk to anybody because he knows you'll get help. He knows that you're gonna be healed. And so how can you run a household? How can you be a leader? If you don't talk about what's on your mind, how can we help you? How can your wife help you if you don't expose what's going on in your mind? And that woman, again, has to be understanding and willing. That's why they're there to be the help meet, not help mate, but the help meet. Mm -hmm. and, and so I just encourage our men to talk. Yes, we get around men. You get around your, 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 your um, associates and you say, well, women don't listen. But it's time for us to kind of put this out there and change the, the the scenario of how things have been going because men were created to be the head. If you notice, pay attention to the news. Just like those two young men, Morehouse, that were killed. If you notice, there are black men, not just black, but the male seed because they were created. Satan is on a rampage. When are we going to wake up and realize that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When are we going to really start talking about these situations that need to be dealt with? Just think about how 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 different things may have been mm -hmm. if your family would have seek counseling when your brother passed. Mm -hmm. and, and get what I, I, I said it. Even that, yeah. like I said, even when 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 I talked to you, Doctor Lena, you the first time I ever talked to a doctor about anything that's going on personal in my life because I always my personal life is my personal life. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't Two things I don't share. I don't share my bed or my personal life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what I mean? For me to even be in a, I wouldn't say a vulnerable state, but to be, you know, be open to the point of even sharing anything about me with you, that was a big step for me. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it felt, it felt great. You know what I'm saying? 
I, 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 I shared this story with somebody. Somebody walked up to me one day and, and read me. Mm. Read me. It, it, it blew my mind because I have never had nobody mm -hmm. to tell me mm -hmm. about me and it was so on point. And because I had everything camouflaged mm -hmm. because it, 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 it looked it the part. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, this person seen beyond the camouflage. Mm -hmm. When you said today, you was like, so many, so many people. They have, they have behind the cars. They have behind the house. Yes. They have behind the suit. Mm -hmm. They have behind the, the Finney pocket books and all this stuff, y'all. Mm -hmm. All this is the covered hurt. That's covered hurt. Yeah, yes. the cup, the cover hurt. Yes. Because in the mere fact of reality, it is once you hang the pocket book up in the closet, and once you hang the dress up in the closet, mm -hmm. you still go to bed with that same with scar. Exactly. Yeah, that same scar. And 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 I and I, and I tell anybody who's listening to the podcast today. Uh, definitely reach out. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Lena, she's going to leave some information where you can reach out if you need somebody to talk to somebody. You know what I mean? Because spiritual is good. That, that, that's good. I tell anybody, always pray. Pray, never see that I pray. But sometimes you just need to have a, a real talk, a real conversation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? With, with somebody that can relate to you. Absolutely. God knows all. He sees all. We ain't got no, we ain't got no, no disagreement about that. But down here on earth, you need somebody that you can relate to. You do. You need an accountability partner. We need someone that's going to hold us accountable for our next step, for our moves in life, what we do. Even myself, you know, I need reminders, you know, because this is what you see on the outside. Right. But you don't know what's going on on the inside right. of every person that you see. So our eyes, you know, we judge people by how we, how we see them or your perception. But God looks on their heart. He looks on the inside. Man doesn't do that. So again, you can't go by what you see and how a person is living because you see all of this materialistic stuff, mm -hmm. but they're hiding behind that. And again, I'm not judging anyone, but a lot of people, everything you see is, is not real. Right. They go home, they take off everything and it just might be a skeleton when they get home. But are they, are they happy? Right. You know, inside that $500 purse might be something to help remove the pain. Right. But they don't want to talk to anyone. Right. And so we're here today to let people know that it's okay. No matter what you've been told all your life, don't tell anybody. Be that first person to break that intergenerational trauma. Somebody has to do it. Some people don't want to take the rap because they feel like if I talk about it, well, everybody's going to be calling me. Why did you say this? You know what? Then that's where you're going to be blessed because you are the one that stepped up and decided to talk about it within the family. God always uses one person. In mm -hmm. my case, it was me. I had exposed on both sides of the family, my husband's side and my, my, my side. Because, you know, found out it also happened on my, my mother's side of the family. When nobody wanted to talk about it, they want to walk around here like they had it all going on. But I could see the signs because right. I, I experienced it. You've seen it for her. Right, exactly. You know, so just like at my husband's repast, they were like, didn't you know? Then I know what I had an obligation because we're two children, and you think I'm going to let that go to the next generation, right. and then to the next generation, mm -hmm. and then they say, "Well, why didn't you tell me?" Just like I said, no. So we have to take this thing real. Our our children are hurting, our young men are suffering, our males are being targeted. That will never cease. You're a pastor. What does it say about uh, um, the first seed, the male seed? Says a lot about the first, about the first male seed. So it, it, it talks about, uh, you know, it used to be a day that the, the male seed was 
was given as an offer. Mm -hmm. The male seed mm -hmm. was the firstborn, the firstborn male mm -hmm. was, was a gift. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's so when, when we look at it now, and that's why I, I tell people, you know, and, and, and not trying to get away the tour, but when I tell people, we got to understand if, if we could stop the male seed, the growth of the male seed, mm -hmm. then we already have destructed the world. Uh, we, 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 we live in a world now where mm -hmm. the most sensitive thing now is the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. If you say the wrong thing, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we promote it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't choose to, to engage. Mm -hmm. It's just like me. I'm, I'm heterosexual. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I love women's. Mm -hmm. And so my thing is I promote what I love. But my thing is when, 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 when you see, because we know for a fact, Two men can't have a child. Right. We know two women can't have a child. So if we promote this, get what we already know. Ain't no children coming from that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no children coming from that. But this is what I don't understand. You'll still, you'll still go get impregnated. Mm -hmm. You still go get the man seed. Mm -hmm. Right. You, you still go get the man seed. Right? Artificially. You know what I'm saying? And, and got care, to go back to the soil. Right, right. You can't, <laughs> right. You can't count the man. The process is not so true. The process don't. You still got to go get the man. You still got to go through caring now. Everything that God designed for to have him to be, it got to have him that way if you wanted to be with him. Exactly. And so now we live in that like right now. You know, and I, and I tell people this right here before we get out of here. Now, I look at the generation that we in. Me and me and me and me and Speedy was talking about this. And I was telling him, I said, I said, you know, people said we in a we in a world we got to do things different. I agree to a certain certain a certain point, but now we we live in a, a timeout generation. And to me, timeout is not working. It hadn't worked. It is not working. Uh, I, we came from a generation where they got on our butt. You know what I mean? And they took things. Ain't ain't time I take your game or your phone. They took things. They, they when they say go to the room, get what? You don't go to the room with your phone. You don't go to the room with your TV. You don't go to the room like it's just still right. a vacation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every the TV, everything came out the room. So I, I, in your room. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I said now, nah, man. I, I've never seen a place, man. Well, well, you pay the bills, mm -hmm. but every door in the house shit. Right. Locked. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. But you, but you, you, but you, you the villain now. You, 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 you the villain. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's so I, I, it's, it's a lot of men, and men's never meant this. But it's a lot of men. I'm pretty sure be like, man, because people, women don't realize, men, it's hard being a man. We, we I can't speak for now, other man. I'm just saying, me. I've never thought about being a woman. Never thought about. <laughs> it's so hard so when you think about it so many people look at us yeah to make it happen if you're the man and, and you're the man of your family get what man no matter what they say or what they think they look for you to provide mm -hmm. they look for you to protect they're looking for you to make sure the lights on everything on and when you can't do that get what everybody still even the children they look, look at you that's why. <laughs> 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 <
you know, men were created first. God didn't make a mistake. He didn't say woman and man. No. Children. He said God, man and yeah. woman. Right. So that's his order. Right. It's not about the man. It's about God's plan. And mm-hmm. we have to realize that and get back to that plan. It was never repositioned. No. It was never repositioned. And, and I tell people, and people get offended with me because I have nothing against women preach. because you're a woman preach yourself. And I, I love women preachers. It, it was a woman that took the gospel and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Mary McLean, when she seen him in the cave. But this is what I tell people. I said, now, Jesus, when he was here on earth, he roamed. Mm-hmm. He had 12 disciples. Now one of them was a woman. Mm-hmm. And there was a reason being. Not to take anything from no. a woman. Mm-hmm. But it was a reason why he had 12 men mm-hmm. as disciples. And people don't understand. That. I tell people, I said, I don't look for members no more. I look for disciples. Mm-hmm. Because what disciples do, they go out and they pull in and they grab other sheep from the lost and flock to bring right. in. You right. see what I'm saying? And so when we look at the fact that we we still, when you don't like this mental illness, and, and this is something you, you showed me today, they go back all the way back to 400. You know what I'm saying? When you look at, yeah. we think about King Solomon, right? And, and, I, and I ain't trying to get away from it, but I just want to show you something. I hear a lot of people say, uh, a man, a man that finds a wife, he finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a favorite scripture. A lot of preachers they quote at, at, at weddings and all that, yeah. right? That's their favorite one, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But who wrote that? Mm-hmm. Who wrote that? Do you know who wrote that? Mm-hmm. Let me help you out. King Solomon. Mm-hmm. King Solomon had 400 wives. <laughs> 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 no, of course he would. Of course he would say that. <laughs> oh, it's just a good thing. No, King Solomon wrote that 400 <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah.
Cause she ain't open up to nobody else. Mama nobody. She said, Miss Cassandra, I can't, I can't deal with this. I'm just, I want out. What are your words though? And look at the camera. The camera wants to see you. So my it's ironic you say that because I had someone in my ministry, a young lady who just did this a month ago. Um, and she was on our call that Wednesday, and by that Friday, she had jumped out of a four-story building. Had no mm. clue. Um, her mindset was I didn't see it. And I was clearly through Zoom. I wasn't in person. But um, after the fact, she apologized. She lived. She broke both legs, broke arm, all her teeth gone because she went down and went forward. 19. Um, but a combination of hers is mental illness. So what I en encourage, I guess the first thing is analyze the situation. Every situation ain't the same. Um, like you said, you know, every, you can you can quote Bible scriptures all day long, but when you're in a different mental state, none of that penetrates. That's you, right. You, you, you're just talking to a dead wall at that point, and you have to allow them to speak. That's what I encourage our women, especially with our men. Uh, we're so eager to talk. You know, we, you know, I know God created us to talk, but we have to listen. We have to be good listeners, and even if it don't make sense and it don't sound like rationale to you, because in your mind you're like. Well, why would you think that way? You you have to be compassionate listening. I think listening is the first key. Listen. When you when you actually hear people talk, typically by the end, they've already resolved their problem because they're verbally saying it out loud. Um, that's my first recourse is listen. And by then you you'll have the discernment on where to go with your advice, where to go with your words, where to go with your some people you can go in biblically once you've listened to them. But once you've listened to them and you see that rationale in there, sometimes biblically ain't the way to immediately go. Um, so I think just being a good listener, um, being sound minded. And, and that's why every day you have to wake up with asking for discernment and um, wisdom. So when things like that happen, you know which direction to go in. Yeah, I think it just definitely just starts with the listener here. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Dr. Um, I always say, you know, um, you can't teach what you don't know. A lot of our women are hurt. Mm -hmm. um, they're carrying on what they what they saw their mothers do and their grandmothers do, and that's all they know. Yes, you do listen. That's the first thing we do. We do an assessment and listen to, you know, the situation and what they have to say. But everybody has to go through the purging process. And when I say purge, meaning release, and it's a process, it could take years. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're willing to go through that process, it depends on the severity of the situation. And, um, you know, that's what I always say, you know, listen and then let's see after we do the assessment. OK, and then purging. Purging is deep. Purging is painful. That's releasing and getting to the root of the problem, because a lot of times when they start opening up, you know, that's when they start to um, get emotional a lot. That's when you have to go through certain steps. And in the situation where you were just sharing, you know, uh, Mr. Cassandra, as far as the young lady, there were generational issues yes. that had taken place, yep. you know, beginning with her mother. They yep. There were situations. So mm -hmm. she was hurting. She wanted to relieve the pain. Mm -hmm. She didn't care how she lived. Yeah. Jumping out of that window, she thought was going to relieve the pain. Yes. So that's why I say we have to get to the root of it. It's a process. And most people are willing to take people or to hold their hand. This is a holding hand it process. Yeah. You and you go. cannot let go of that person's go. hand once they have committed to say, I need help. Yes. You know, medication is not going to do it. It's mm -hmm. going to put you in a state of lockdown. I don't negate people taking it. And that's what your doctor told you to do. But when you wake up 
after being in a state of lockdown, those spirits are still there, still there because we're dealing with spirits that have been there for generations and generations. Some of them over 400 years, multiple mm-hmm. personalities, but we're not dealing with it. And, you know, we talked about the uh, mental illness going, you said BC. In the book, there's a timeline, 400 BC, evidence of demon possession, demonic possession, use drugs. This was before Christ. So again, you know, it was evident in the Bible. There are many, um, there's some disciples that dealt with mental health issues that they talked about in the Bible as well. But what did Jesus do? He cast out those demons. And and so we got to get back to that. Otherwise, you know, it, it's going to be a takeover. You know, I, I, tell, I tell people all the time, I say the church mm-hmm. has a responsibility mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. But the church, and, and, and this is the thing because I'm a part of the church. The church have so many saved people, mm-hmm. but ain't nobody deliver. Nobody deliver. That's right. All these saved people ain't nobody deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so right. if you ain't deliver, you still uh, holding on and faced with the things mm-hmm. that, that's why it's so easy when you go to church on Sunday. And still fight your blood off on the way out of church. That's it. <laughs> and, and being a your pastor, how many, and probably members, maybe new members or visitors, come up to the front every year, uh, uh, what do they call it? To to prayer. To prayer. To call. All to call. Yeah. You may have some that come up every Sunday. Yeah. What does that say? They haven't been delivered. They haven't been delivered. And, but, and, this, and this is a thing, I know we got to get out of here, but this is a thing I tell people all the time. I said, until you're ready to let go. Mm-hmm. That's only when you become free. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to let go, you'll never be free. And so that thing that holds you upon you, you know what I'm saying, and bounds you, you know what I'm saying. That when you look at a woman who say, uh, I, I, I can't, I, I ain't, I won't, I won't do this no more. I'm done. And then she find herself going back. It, it's because you, you know, this guy beat you. You know, this guy, you know, and, and in your mind, you know, in, in, in your mental, he loves me. Mm-hmm. I, I never got. Mm-hmm. How can a man beat you, black your eye, break your ribs, do anything harmful to you mm-hmm. and still love you? But it goes back to educating these, you know, women and to, to go ahead and piggyback off of what you're saying. Women have to be taught. They haven't been taught. They've been they they probably watched their mothers in a situation like that. Their fathers beat them. And so they thought it was OK. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's about educating our women as well that you don't have to settle. So, so many women sell and, and aren't taught how to uh, uh, support their husband. So right. it's, again, it, it, that's a process. And then talking about deliverance in the church, is it introduced? They can't take something that has been introduced to them right. if you don't present it to them. Right. They're just going to church with the same luggage and they're not um, taking the luggage out and taking that suitcase back home. Same right. dirty laundry every Sunday, most of their lives. Right. But until we get okay. to the basis and introduce Deliverance ministry. Do we have altar calls on mental health? Right. No. Gotcha. Hey, well, listen, y'all. You got anything you want to say before we get out of your care? Man, I just want the listeners to understand that mental illness is not a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Even if the doctors are prescribing medicine and what what have you, it's it's, it's going to be a journey. It's, it's not a quick fix. And you know, meds wear off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when meds wear off, uh, back to reality. Yes. So let's not get caught up in 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 the med situation. I'm a bill cow. I need to just take these pills. And you need and, and and when we speak on 
talking to someone it's great to talk to family member but you also need to seek professional Absolutely. help because you know you talk to people all the time you you know you may be sitting around on the porch or you may be in your household you know you may be smoking with a friend and y'all talk all the time but that's not going to be the same kind of talk that you're going to get from a professional so right. man let's not be afraid to seek professional help because some things you're just not even aware of you, you're not even aware of things that happened to you when you was a child until years down the line like i was telling past the week it just it's no telling what how, how, how his family would have been if they would have seek professional help in losing uh they, your, your brother or, you know right. what I'm saying? like if dad would have said man i need i need to make sure we get some help from mm -hmm. the family man mm -hmm. i don't think the cheer you know it's great it, you know and we lost people in our family right, 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 so right. We, it's, it's about seeing who needs professional help behind it but we just never know right you know what i mean so let's let's encourage people to to seek professional help from here on out, I don't care who it is in the family, I don't care if he's the OG or if he, he the top dog, whatever it is, man, it also can affect him. So just be aware of, of all these situations. So let's let's just get help. Yeah. Hey, well, listen here, y'all. We getting out of here, though. We're going to be back next Wednesday. This month right here, we're dealing with suicide, mental illness. We definitely, we don't have Dr. Lena actually in the studio. We're going to get her to call in. And we're going to speak on it every Wednesday this month. We want to keep it alive. We want to let y'all know it's real, it's prevalent, and we need to do something about it. You know what I'm saying? So, Darlene, we thank you. And librarian, we won't talk about We're going to be at the library. Go ahead. Yes. And also, we're going to be a Miracle Mind Global and the team, uh, Pastor Rika Sandra and other team members, will be at the Central Library, downtown Atlanta, on September 16th. And it is a suicide prevention uh, workshop that we're doing. And we will have a plethora of professionals there, information, resources, and possible giveaways. So just come out. If you want someone to talk to, don't be afraid. Sometimes just being in that environment. But whenever you decide to make a choice to go in that direction, to get help, and to talk to someone, be consistent. It's not going to work if you pick it up today and then forget about it tomorrow. It has to be a part of your life, just like you do uh, when it comes to physical exercising or eating uh, food. Your mind is an investment. Great. All right. And, and we will uh, post this on WIGO um, station, man, so that y'all can get this information. We'll make sure Dr. Lena leaves everything so we can go back to it. All right. Hey, Tate, flies in, baby. Bird we have just dropped. <laughs> Hey Amen. So y'all tune in next week. Another winning Wednesday. Let's talk about it. We out. If you ain't growing, you ain't living. God, I don't want to be so rich that I forget about you. I don't want to be so poor that I have to take it ever again. Heal my broken world. I'm a man of God.